So, Father God, we just thank you. Lord, first of all, we just thank you for your presence here tonight. Lord, and just for the, the worship team and for just ushering us ushering us into your presence tonight. Lord, just for your sweet presence. Lord, we just thank you, Father, that you are good. You are always good. And Lord, as we just uh, look into and hear the things that you would, you've laid on my heart, God, I just ask, Father, that, that, that I just share what needs to be shared. Lord, if there's other things, help me not to introduce that or throw those things in. Let, let those just fall to the wayside. Lord, that only what you want delivered tonight is delivered. And I just ask this in Jesus' name. Um, you know, s s some of you have been here and you, you kind of are familiar with my teaching style. And I, uh, I like to share the word and open the word and share scripture after scripture after scripture. And Mike up there in the booth will remember slide after slide after, you know. And uh, it's, it's not going to be that tonight. Uh, what, there's, a, there's a scripture in the, to make it legal tonight, we'll have a scripture. <laughs> but this is the only scripture that I believe I'll be sharing. Jesus in Matthew thirteen fifty two. Matthew 13, 52, and you don't really need to look it up because I'm not even going to be talking about this, but, uh, but to make this legal tonight, um, then he said unto them, this is Jesus speaking, therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven, this is King James, is likened to a man that as a householder, which brings forth out of his treasure things new and things old. Who brings out of his treasure things new and things old. Tonight, what, you know, the pastor has been ministering on, um, on kingdom. Thank you. <laughs> She's got her notebook. Um, and I'm going to be speaking on that tonight because what I, what I had wanted to share, the big, huge, long teaching I had prepared was about kingdom and some scriptural, what does it look like? That was what I really had on my heart to share. And so I just prepared all this different scriptural. It looks like this. It looks like this. It looks like this. And, um, but when it came down to it, the Lord just wanted me to share tonight some stories. These are true stories. They're not made up. Um, but they're stories. You know, I just think it's interesting. I, I know I've heard that song, Tatum, that you sang tonight. But one of the parts of that last chorus we sang, it said, Take me on a journey of love. And that's what the Lord is going to do tonight. Now, these, any one of you, I'm sure, could stand up here tonight and do what I'm going to do because you all have places where God has, his kingdom has come into your circumstances, into your life, into your things that are going on around you. <coughs> and that's what that journey of love is. It's a journey of life. This, this, the stories I'm going to tell are, some of them are a little bit old, but they're still good. And they're treasures. That's their treasures. Because uh, I have a statement that I, I make every now and then that I really love it when I see God's fingerprints on something. I love it when I see God's fingerprints on something. That it was, it's that, that, that could only have been God. And we've seen a lot of those things. And again, every, every one of us could, could probably share just dozens and dozens of things. But this is my turn. And I have the microphone, and um, so we are going to hear my stories tonight. Um, but actually, these are the Lord's stories. Now, uh, some of you know that before I ever came here, <laughs> I uh, was in California. And when I was there, I was 
uh, also an associate pastor. So I've been in, you know, in, in some sort of capacity of teaching or doing something in the church for many, many, many years. And when I was in California, I was in a, a small church. And there's a chorus they used to sing that was, it was called, I don't even know what it was called. And some of you may remember it. Uh, what a great, big, wonderful God. Yeah, if you're from the Assemblies, most of these stories come out of the Assemblies Church. So, so uh, if you can forgive that or praise God for that, one or the other. Um, but anyway, but, but we do serve a great, big, wonderful God. And, I, and, and, you know, and again, in that chorus, it said, help me to see what you see. And, and what I'm going to be sharing is because what God wants us to see is what he can do. That's all because we walk by faith, but faith is the substance of things. And in order to have that hope, you have to have a vision. And so part of what I'm doing tonight is just throwing out, look what God did. Look what God did. Look what God did. So that we can all begin to have a vision that comes alive. Do it again, God. Do it again. All right, so this first, this first thing, uh, I was in a, a small church in California. Now, this church, I, I can't remember if I've shared about it before, but it was a, a, a dome. It was only 60 feet around, and it's, so it's only 30 feet tall, just a little tiny, round, little building. And there, there we were inside it. And the pastor that we had had been a pastor for many, many years. He was, he was uh, getting close to 70 and... I've been a pastor for close to 50 years at this time. I'm not exactly sure how many years, but, but just picture a seasoned saint ministering. And uh, we're there in the congregation, and he starts to talk about how he believes that God has spoke to him that we need to start a food pantry. <laughs> now, this is a small church, and we have big bills <laughs> that we can't pay. This is a small church that we already have bills we can't pay. And here he is casting vision. We need a food pantry. <laughs> I'm just kind of going, hmm, <laughs> how is this supposed to happen? You know, and, and, and so I'm sitting there, probably wasn't the only one, a little skeptical going, have you really heard from God? Have you seen the offering plates as they go by? And um, so he continued his message. He closed his message. And as it got to the end of the service, there was a, a, a young man walked in. Never been there before. We'd never seen him before. He just comes and sits in the back of the church. And as we close the service, all that's done, somebody asks him, well, why did you come? What are you here for? He said he was hungry. He said he was hungry. If you're familiar with the scriptures, you know in Mark 16, it says God confirms his word with signs following. There wasn't a single one of us that did not know that God had spoken that morning because he brought in. <laughs> this is, again, the fingerprints of God. He did what nobody, you know, this wasn't a man the pastor paid to come in at the end of the, no. This was God brought this person. And you know what we did as a church? We started a food pantry. <laughs> you know, and so it's things like that, that, that it's like, whoa, wow, that was God. Uh, I was in a different church, and I was in a service where, um, again, it, these, when the churches that I'm talking about are probably 
just this number of people right here. Okay? Just a small little handful. So I was in a church in Oregon, and pastors preaching, great service, great message, get to the end of the service, just about time to close. And there's a, a man that stands up. This time, this man, he's, he's known. He's a person that's in the congregation. Pastor knows, and this is not out of order. And he says, Pastor, can I share something? Pastor says, yes. Well, I had a dream this morning. And it was about Amber. And that was a phone call for her. And again, you know, I'm they're just going, ooh, you know, <laughs> where did that come from? You know, bless him, Lord. But then a lady in the church, a young lady who had never been there before, raises her hand and says, I'm Amber. She had never been there before. He didn't know that who she was. She didn't know who he was. She got saved that morning. She got saved that morning. And so again, the fingerprints of God. You know, uh, and again, I'm sure that we could all go on with story after story, but this is what God can do. Um, and again, he confirmed his word because we all knew that that man had heard from God. There was no question about it. He confirmed his word. Um, I want to share a story that, that just sounds like it's just on the edge, but there's a reason. Uh, not This time, not at a small church. The church is larger than this one in Marin County, if you know where that is in California. It's, uh, anyway, but it was a large church. I was there for a prayer conference, and, and during the lunch break, I took a walk. I took a walk. You know, when I went walking, and I went to uh, down the sidewalk, and it's like, oh, look, there's a little park. And there was a park with a duck pond. And, you know, sat there, ate my lunch, saw the, you know, enjoyed the beautiful weather because it's California. Not like Oklahoma where it's either too hot, too cold, or too windy. Yeah, no, it wasn't any of those things. It was beautiful. And so um, when I got back to the church, I mentioned that, oh, I went to this really cool park uh, during my lunch break. And they said, let me tell you a story. And this had happened a few years before. <clears throat> They said there was a, a couple, a young couple, that were at that park that saw a duck from that park. And that duck began to walk. And so the young couple noticed the duck, and they followed the duck. Where's this duck going? And the duck went down the sidewalk, and it led him right to that church. And they got saved. If God can use a duck, if God can use a donkey. Now, but I want to share something. This church knew how to pray. Those things don't just happen. Those things don't just happen. Those things happen because a body of believers, and it may have just been a small group, of prayers and intercessors, but there was a, a strong core because I was there at that church for a prayer conference that they were hosting for the whole region. You know, so there was a there was a strong core of prayers. They went mission trips overseas. They did all kinds of stuff, but it was because of the prayers that those people had prayed that God was able to to orchestrate all that. It's the most amazing story, 
And God can do it again. God wants to do it again. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I'm going way too fast. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Lord, you're going to just have to add a few stories, I guess. Um, I, I want to tell a story of, uh, of a prayer group. And again, so this is, we'll take it, we'll go back to the little tiny church that's the little, in the little tiny 60-foot dome, really small congregation. And they had started to gather together and pray. And um, one of the ladies that came faithfully, her husband was the janitor at the local hospital. And this is a small community. It's probably a, con a community of 5,000. Now, the communities there run from one to the other, so there's a larger area of 20, 25,000 people in that area, but, but the, the, you know, the little hospital just served that, that little area. Anyway, so he was a janitor. He was uh, not a super educated man. Uh, he was just a simple person, and, but he did his job well, and, you know, and, and his wife's going to our prayer group, and we're praying together, and we're only talking five or six people. We're not talking hundreds. We're only talking a handful of people. And one day, she gets a call that your husband is not doing well. Thankfully, he was at the hospital because <laughs> that's where he worked. So they had taken him in, and, and to, I apologize. I do not know what the situation was. I've never been really good with medical stuff. You know, some people just rattle off, double this, double that, whatever. Um, I don't know what, it, what he had, but it was, was life-threatening. And it got to the point, you know, over, over time, Okay, so it wasn't a short thing, wasn't real long, but within a week or so, he was at the point of death. Well, we as a prayer group, we prayed, and I know she was praying. You've got to believe she's as, you know, because they're not real old. I mean, he's probably in his 60s, but they're a young 60, you know. Sometimes there's old 60s, and then there's young 60s. No extra comments on that. Um, <laughs> anyway, but uh, they were young, 60. And, but anyway, so it wasn't time. We all knew it wasn't his time, you know, so we're praying. And lo and behold, that man got up off his deathbed. God can do these things. Just because it hasn't been our experience or we haven't seen him do these things recently doesn't mean he doesn't want to or that he can't. And, um, but what that did for that little prayer group, and again, this is only God. Okay, so, so the faith of that woman in particular, but also this little, our little prayer group was like, wow, God, you did something. <laughs> you, you answered. But what was the unusual thing that we did not expect and we could not orchestrate, we're a little tiny church. We're, you know, Pastor Eric often uses a term, that church. We were that church in that town. And so, it, you know, we spoke in tongues. We were wild. You know, the sophisticated, educated people didn't go there. And, but what God began to do was we would have travelers come through. And they'd come through. They'd come to our service. And one after another, again, only God would bring these people with terminal cases. Okay? We're not orchestrating this. We're not advertising. We don't have a phone line. We don't have an advertisement. We have nothing. 
that God starts bringing these people from across the country. Of course, people go to California to visit, so, you know, it's not like so miraculous that they were there. It's wine country, you know, so a lot of tourists and tourism kind of stuff there. And, um, and I, I still remember that, that one of the first ones that come in, you know, they go through the service. The service is wonderful and everything, but when it comes to the end, you know, welcome, who are you? And, and they say, well, we're this, blah, blah, blah. And, and somehow it comes out that, you know, we have a prayer request. Could you pray? And this woman, you know, and of course, they've got a terminal situation. And imagine if you were that person, and it's usually a husband and a wife. Imagine when that lady comes that had her husband basically raised from the dead, comes up to them and says, let me tell you what God did for me. And it would happen again and again. And, and it was just this ministry. It was amazing. And it was just what, again, what God did. Um, I, I'm not sure how long I can drag out this last story, but we'll just, we'll give it a try. Um, maybe we'll just do something else to worship or pray after that. But anyway, I, I want to just tell one more story. Again, it's in the same, the same little church. Uh, the church was struggling. You know, it was small. Um, the pastor I mentioned was almost to, to, you know, he's 50 years in ministry, he's 70. He's ready to retire. In fact, I still remember the service where he retired and we're all like, I'm like a deer in the headlights. He's, you, you can't go, you know. What, I, don't, I can't even imagine what life looks like without you being my pastor. And um, he stayed. Now, it wasn't because we convinced him, but he, he, did, he ended up staying. But, but anyway, eventually his son came to help, and, and you know, but the situation wasn't good. I was a treasurer at this time, and so we would have uh, meetings. Now, some of you are familiar with Assemblies of God. Assemblies of God has church structure. There's oversight. There's all kinds of stuff. And, and I would have to be at the church when the presbyter, which is a little, he's over a little area or a little region. He's a little regional leader. He would come and meet with our pastor. And he would beg my pastor year after year to quit and leave. Please just quit and leave. We'll bring in somebody else. If Home Missions Church, for those that are familiar again with assembly structures and the way they do things, it basically means a church that they can do whatever they want. You know, but they were being kind. They were being generous. It was uh, Bill Johnson's father, name dropper. But anyway, um, but anyway, he would beg my pastor to leave and retire and quit. And my pastor would tell him the stories of things like I just shared with you. But this is what God is doing. I don't think God's finished with me. I don't think God is finished with this church. And, and that would happen year after year. And I'd be the treasurer sitting up in the upstairs just going like, Lord, you've got to do something. You know, so eventually, years later, the, the pastor's son comes, and that was, in a, that was a miracle in itself. Because one thing I didn't mention about this small church is that probably about 75% of them were related. They're all one family, you know, and, and so, um, you know, there was the pastor and his children and then their children, and that's pretty much the church with just a few other families added, you know. And so when the pastor's son came, he and the other son didn't get along. And so it was a miracle. He came kicking. He came screaming to God, not to us. <laughs> but it, he did not come without a, a Jacob fight with God. But finally he came and says, okay, God, if this is what you want me to do, it's the last place I want to do. He hated that town. 
he didn't get along with his brother. Loved his father, but he didn't get along with his brother. And, and it was like, I can't go there. It will only cause problems. But anyway, but he came, which was, again, was a miracle in itself. And uh, I still remember the service uh, where he comes in. And he, uh, he shuts everything down. If, if you're familiar with this particular church, we, we had Monday night was this, Tuesday night was this, Wednesday night was this, Thursday night was this. I think we had Thursdays off. Friday night was play practice, Saturday was another play practice, and then Sunday was church. You know, I mean, it was just always going, 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 going. And he came in and he said, we've got to pray. Begin. This is Assemblies of God, not our church structure. But the, the loan that the church was staying open by belonged to the Assemblies of God, that local district. They're divided up into districts, and that was Northern California, Nevada. Anyway, but they held the papers on the church, and they had waited long enough. <laughs> they had had enough late payments or impar you know, partial or impartial or whatever payments. We were behind. There was, they knew we couldn't pay. They knew the congregation was too small. They were, knew there was no way. I'll just throw a quick but God in there. But, um, but they were calling the papers in. They were saying, we're, you know, we're going to, they called the pastor down. They called me as the treasurer. <laughs> like they were, now is there money anywhere? Don't you have business people in your church? Don't you have anybody? And we're like, no, we have one. We had a, a carpenter. And basically that was what kept the church open was his tithe. Um, but there was no other businesses. It was a bunch of elderly people. It was a bunch of single moms with seven or eight kids on welfare. And uh, me, which was, I worked at that time at the Boys and Girls Club, and I did not have a good job at that time. I was part-time. And just a handful of us. So it was just a handful of people. And so, so there, well, it doesn't, somebody have a house they can sell. I mean, you, you, if you've ever been in any sort of situation like that, they're, they're digging for money. What, what deep pocket? There has to be a deep pocket. Nope, there's no deep pockets. Okay, well, 30 days. 30 days. So we prayed. Again, same little prayer group. Okay, God, you can raise the dead, right? We've got a church here that needs some help. And so we were praying. And, and we, we, the church, had been there a long time. It had been there, I have no idea how long, really. It had moved from one location to another, and so they had built this little building, and they took a loan to do it, and they just, you know, nobody, the people didn't come, and they didn't fill the building. The, the church had split, and anyway, that's the long story, but they had, the church was built on four acres, and the church had been trying for years to subdivide. If we can just subdivide, if we can just sell it. And the county said no. Okay? So they've been fighting this battle for years. The church is based, you know, the church is, looks finished, but there's no air conditioning. There's, there was supposed to be two domes. You know, there's only one dome. You know, you know it's, it's just what it is. But anyway, so that had been the situation ongoing for years. It had never gotten anywhere. Well, as we're praying, God's working behind the scenes. And one of the sons of the pastor meets this man who's looking for some property. And he only needs about two acres. Maybe a little bit more, but about two acres. 
Well, it's like, well, we've got a piece of property, but we can't get it loose from the county. Now, this person, I'm an architect for those that know or don't know, but anyway, I'm an architect, and I knew who this man was because the architecture firm I had worked for had built a little building for him, and it was just a little mechanic shop. And he lived upstairs, so it's like, who is, you know, this, do you know who you're dealing with? I knew who he was, but they didn't know. They just thought it was this person, you know, and I'm like, he lives in the attic of his shop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's got money and he drives a nice car, but he lives in the attic of his, you know, it's like, uh, but, but by, by this time he had gotten married and he had, a, you know, he wanted to build a house. He had a family. <laughs> they probably didn't want to live in the attic of the shop. <laughs> but anyway, well, but he said, let me see what I can do. And he got involved. And what, and again, these are the fingerprints of God. Yes, he uses men, but he puts things together. But we only had 30 days. But within that time, they were able to get enough out of the county to say, yes, we'll do it. That we were able to take that to the, to the assemblies of God and say, we can do this. If you just give us more time, we'll pay you in full. Because the value of that, that property was enough to make, you know, pay off the building and get air conditioning, which I was really excited about. <laughs> we have a lot of 100-degree days and over in California in that part. And, it, and you, by the time church was out, it was just, you were just sweating inside there. Yeah, you, you've seen those pictures of the black churches with all the fat. That was us. Yeah, we did not have air conditioning. But anyway, so God orchestrates and he moves. And, and the, the, the uh, Assemblies of God was gracious enough that that Northern California district, they're like, okay, we'll give you a chance. We'll give you an extension. And so they did. And, and God worked it all out. And we were able to get air conditioning. Hallelujah. You know, the... And the building got paid off, the loan got paid off, but it was down to the last wire. And it was something that only God can do. They had tried. The church itself had tried for years. But when it got down to that desperate situation, when the pastor stands before us and says, we're out of here in 30 days. This is it. They are not joking this time. You know, they're not. They've given us extension after extension, year after year. They've, you know, they, you know, they've given you chance after chance. But God came through. And God can come through again. You know, I don't know what your situation is tonight. And I don't really even know necessarily why the Lord wanted me to share these situation stories. I mean, I have an idea and I have some, some idea. But, but God is a really big God. And he, the thing that I have found for myself is that, that there are times in my life when the problem seems so big, I lose sight of even what the answer could look like. I don't even go there. I don't even go there. But when we have a God like we have who loves us like he loves us, and, and you've heard that's what he did for this group of people or that group of people or for the people with the duck or whatever. And it's like, well, that was them. He loves us just as much. He loves us just as much. Your, your duck may be out there to lead you to a, a million dollars. Who knows? You know? Everybody be falling with ducks out at Crystal Beach. You know, <laughs> Take me to the gold. Take me to the gold. No, sorry. Uh, but, uh, 
But still, it is, there's no limit, really. There really isn't. Do you know what the deciding factor is? Should I look away when I say it? I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. Since I have extra time, I can play a game, right? Four letters. First letter. Are we willing? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek his face, he can answer. Are we willing to humble ourselves? Are we willing to pray? Are we willing to pray for others? You know, I remember praying, you know, when I was in and around a lot of these situations. That's why I know about them, except for the duck situation. But I remember, you know, and I had read about other people who were able to pray people off their deathbeds. And it's like, God, you know, we prayed, we fasted, we prayed. When it was our church, we fasted and we prayed. <laughs> you know, it's like, you get serious when things get serious, you know. And, and that's okay, because if that's what it takes to get us to connect with him so that he can do what he wants to do, do you know that he doesn't mind having us sweat a little bit? That is a really big Selah. Sometimes he just kind of lets us keep on going. Are you going to look to me yet? Things get worse. What's that old saying? Has it really come to this that we have to pray? Isn't there anything else we can do? Why are we like that? It doesn't have to be that way. I'm going to, um, I'm just going to pray. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, each one of us individually have things that you're wanting to move situations. And I even know for myself, Lord. So I, I'm including myself in this because I know that I've got situations, Lord, that, that sometimes I let seem so big. I lose sight, God, of what you're wanting me to see of what you can do. And so, Father, again, I'm asking, even as we sing tonight, Lord, I pray that over us as a body of believers tonight and as over a corporate body, help us to see what you see, help us to see, God, that there is no limit to your resources. There is no limit to your power. There is no limit to your healing. There is no limit to your abundance, God. There's no limit to your love. And help us, Father, to, to begin to be hungry to see you move. And help us, Lord, to be willing to pay the price that it takes to see you do what you do. Because, Lord, I know from my perspective as a person who prays that many times things happen in our lives. Just, and I know from myself personally, Lord, that it was, was my mother praying for me. And you would do amazing things for my life. And I had no idea that all you were doing was answering her prayer. 
or the, the miracle of my meeting Jody and, the, and the, how humbling it was that day when I realized, oh, all you did, God, was answer her prayer. This didn't even have anything to do with me. All I was was an answer to her prayer. But God, you're wanting to do it again. Father God, your scriptures say, ask and it shall be given you. Knock and the door shall be opened. Seek and you shall find. You have so much. <laughs> You're wanting to reveal to us, to share with us treasures, God, that you want to just, as we come into your presence, just to spend time with you, God, in that place where we're changed. God, things you want to do in our lives. So, Father God, help us to be hungry for more. Hungry for more, God. Hungry for more. I just ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. We just thank you for that, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. He is good. He's a good God. He's a good God. He wants to do good things for who? All of us. for me. All right, bless you tonight. We will see you Sunday. Have a great evening and a great next few days. In Jesus' name.